Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome in, everyone, to the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us on a Thursday. The very zoomed in faces you see on screen for those of you watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on audio, I am Max David Simpson. I'm joined by a man who's still recovering from last night. He was in one California city last night. He's now in another one right now. It's Mr. Owen Evans. How are we doing? Arguably a better one now. Uh, than it was last night but uh ah. yeah well uh, I, i'm sure the social media postings gave that one away just a little bit just a little just bit, a little bit. Yes, yeah i am here in monterey ready for phoenix rising's game that is coming up on saturday yeah. getting ready to face monterey bay fc and i've just got to say you can probably see behind me the sun is out yeah. It is a beautiful, let's get that temperature, just to make all you back in the valley jealous. Yeah. It is a beautiful 60 degrees. Stop it. Why do you guys do that to us? With a nice and gentle breeze. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's cool. I can counter. Well, it's not too bad out here if I look at my temperature. It's a nice, cool 112. Oh, dear gosh. It's literally double. It is literally double. That is absolutely brutal. Um, Oh, and he's drinking a beer. Would you look at that? This man is literally glowing for those of you who are watching on YouTube. But hey, we got a show for you guys today. Um, Listen, we're going to have to talk a little bit more about last night. Uh, We do have a lot of fun. We have to. I do, yeah, I know. I, we have a lot of fun, and I use the term "fun" with like a ton of air quotes. For again, for those of you listening on audio, uh, graphics and some stats that uh, Lackey, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, intern Reese pulled um, to help paint the picture there. Um, so we got that for you guys breaking down last night a bit further, and of course, we're gonna look ahead to Saturday's match against Monterey Bay. How can we ride the ship? What does it all mean? Context of rising season, but you know, kind of going back to last night, Owen. You know, it was tough. It sucked. The first half was brutal. Second half was, well, we shut them out. Haha, <laughs> joking, but not really. But uh, what do you take away as like, if, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of themes and why Rising did not do well yesterday. But if you can pull like one overarching theme, what is it? Embarrassing. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where it kind of starts and ends to a degree sure it's embarrassing um as you you look at what rising managed to do last night it was a whole lot of nothing typically in the uh in the attack they had a couple yeah. of chances they probably should have been better with um and then you you look at defensively and it was just it was utter embarrassment i think there was Far too much space and time being given to players on the ball when they were stepping to them, they were doing so poorly. There was bad communication. There was a lack of pace. There was moments of just very, very poor decision making. 
and you pull all that together and and that's kind of where you get normally a, a 4-0 loss from um it's it's not easy to pinpoint one or two things typically specifically especially when you lose by by that kind of a magnitude it's incredibly hard to pull together things that are just you know a list of where it went wrong here there there's so many things if you lose 4-0 especially when all four goals come in the first half and it just feels like in the second half you don't really get too far out of you know the the opponents aren't really kicking into the the highest gears anymore because why do they have to you four nil up at home pretty much you just don't have to do so um yeah it's it's almost like a culmination of everything that could have gone wrong went wrong yeah yeah, it's honestly pretty, pretty darn accurate, man. Uh, there's a calamity of errors. Just uh, you know, you never want to dog professional players for saying a lack of effort. So I'm not going to be that guy to say that. But there was a lack of, I would say, intensity and almost that wherewithal of like, hey guys, like you guys need to close out. We need to physically step up and you know, shut down crosses, shut down shots, not let a guy dribble 30, 40 yards unabated. Like again, I we kind of said it at length on post game. But really thinking about that match, it all comes down to, again, we've said it time and time again during Rising Season, it is simple textbook errors. Close your man down. Clear the ball when there's a lot of bodies in there. Um, Don't let a guy, what was it for the third goal, let the shot happen. He then kind of picks himself up, does himself off, and shoots again from outside the box. Like, it's these little things that kind of creep up on this team. So it's tough. I do want to shout out the chat. Uh, you know, just saying there, Mikey, oh, he's talking about Reese. Dang, he took a break from Arsenal and L.A. for stats. Honestly, just probably a better life choice for him. Really should, uh, you know, move away from Arsenal altogether. Bandito's Bluebird. And then if we can put this on screen, of course, in respect to Max, bought loads of us a beer at the watch party last time. I'm actually going to just take a picture of that. That's beautiful I, there. Huh? Yes, of course. Yeah, I bought people but beer. I wasn't there to witness it. It's, yeah, I bought, bought people beer. Really happened. What's that? How many beers? How many beers? I actually, if I'm doing the math on my tab, I bought like 15 beers or so. 15, 16. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I do buy I, I do buy beers occasionally, you know? You gotta, you know, you gotta be at these watch parties. You uh, the shots that you owed. Okay, no, I, no, 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 okay. We're not gonna turn this on me. We're not, Rising did not score the first goal and they did not win. You know my stipulations. That's what I, that's, I laid down the gauntlet. Did not happen. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Say Lee, Owen, where are you? He's in Monterey. Uh, he must be in like a four season or something. This man just glowing in the sun, sunshine, having a great time. Devin echoing what Bandito's Bluebird said. I'm a nice guy. What can I say? I'm the man of the people. But, you know, as cool and as upbeat as it is when I buy beers, again, going back to last night, it was a very downbeat performance. See, you know, again, do shout out Reese. He did pull a couple stats from us. A couple things that are pretty glaring from Rising. Uh, You know, some things that I think really showed the difference. 64.5% passing accuracy in the final third. Uh, they only won about half of all of their total duels. And they kind of uh, juxtapose that with sack. I mean, right, they won the majority of their tackles. They had a higher passing accuracy in certain areas of the field. But if we're really looking at this, I think the big thing to me was rising wasn't particularly, hmm, I would say aggressive in their passes. And yet when they were or when they tried to be, they were really just turning the ball over in poor areas of the pitch. We actually have a graphic for you, for those of you who are watching on YouTube. This first one here, this is all the unsuccessful passes for Rising. And keep in mind, this isn't even the entire team. This is Krutzen, Fuenmayor, Manjoma, 
Harvey, and Lambert. Yeah, those are those are the players. So it's uh, essentially you the back. Triore in there as well. And Triore, excuse me. Triore. Yes, thank you. I, I was missing a number, but yes, it's essentially the back line and Lambert. So the back line, center mids. It shows that. Look at these passes, right? The longer the arrow, longer length of pass. It's a lot of hopeful balls, either over the top or through, and everything is getting gobbled up pretty much in the majority of the center of the pitch. And you kind of see that transition with Sack, how they're playing, how they're playing their defense. And really, they're intercepting the ball. You're going to see on screen here in a second, it's essentially all of the interceptions or ball recoveries and sack. They're pretty much picking up all those passes in their own half, and they're transitioning into goals. Again, it, it was just something where if you're going to make those passes, we have seen this team be very uninventive at times. They kind of stall out. And what happens when they stall out? They kind of start lumping it over the top or through the midfield. And you really can't afford to do that when a team is pretty much running down your throat like they were last night. Absolutely. Look, I, I think that when you look at how Rising were defending against Sacramento yesterday, it, yeah. it gave just the the feeling in some ways of men versus boys. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, and that was just, that's disappointing. Yeah. That's incredibly disappointing. I mean, it, it's, to your earlier point there, Max, where you mentioned about how you don't want to say that they weren't up for it necessarily. That's not something you want to, right. you know, attribute always to professional players, many of whom, to be fair, that's unfair. Right. Um, I, I think they would have been up for it. Right. Personally, they wanted to go out there and get the win. It wasn't by a lack of desire to win no. that they, they lost yesterday. But I will say that I don't think that all of them necessarily, their heads were in that game fully. Mm. Um, you, you can't, that there are no excuses for a performance whereby, as you point out, you're trying to play the ball out of the back and they're just not finding people. Mm -mm. They're not doing something that they have been having hammered into them every single week this season. It's mm -hmm. always been the slow build-up, right? When we've looked at Rising, what have they struggled with? What they've struggled with has been when they get it into the final third being creative. Yep. And that's fine. That's yep. what they've struggled with. But not yesterday. That's not what we saw yesterday. It was just bad decision-making all around that opened up far too many opportunities for them to be shown up at the back and exposed. And then when they did face those tests at the back, they didn't stand up. They didn't ultimately look as though they were playing against equals. It had the look of, seriously a team in first playing a team in 10th, which it, maybe it should do because that is what the league table says. Yeah. But if you're Phoenix Rising, you don't aspire to be in that position. Phoenix Rising is aiming to be in the top four. And so if you're coming out there, not able to work it out the back at all, not able to find your teammates, ultimately unable to deal with the fact that when your opponent gets that ball, they're coming on a quick counter. They're going to catch you in transitional moments. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, again, I, I know we spoke about this yesterday, but that's ignoring the fact that another transitional moment in the second half could have proven even more costly as Kev Lambert realistically fouled a player in a way that would have been a denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, more likely than not. And it wasn't given. The, the foul wasn't given, and therefore he gets away with it. But if that was given, yeah. you've probably got a red card, so you don't yeah. have 10 men for the remainder of the match, and Kev Lambert misses the game on Saturday. Yeah. I, I don't get, I mean, yeah, I'm still truly baffled by that one. Like that was, 
<laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like I was watching that and I'm incredibly like, lucky. Your first thought is thinking, what are you doing, Kevin? Then you kind of look at like, okay, like here it comes. Like, cool. Just when it rains, it pours. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. That didn't happen. All right. So we'll take that. But no, it's uh, if, if that's, I don't even know if that's a glimmer of hope or something, but uh, no, that's, that's the one uh, thing that really could have made it a lot worse. But going, going on to that point, further stats, Reese brought up again to really help illustrate this. Gone and going, you know, if you if you kind of keep in mind that chart we showed you guys earlier, Carlos Harvey lost possession 15 times in the midfield. And then across all those center backs and Harvey and Lambert within the midfield, they lost possession combined 48 times. And that's in the first half. That's 48 times in the first half, man. I don't even like that's absurd for a team clear, who also be clear. We're yeah. talking there just about the back four plus Harvey and Lambert. Yes. yes. And they were losing possession more than once a minute. Yes. Again, and this is also for, a, it's also for a team that plays pretty conservatively in terms of, hey, you know, move it out the back, move it through the keeper, everything like that. It's pretty freaking wild. But it did show that this is what happens when you face a top team in Sacramento, a team that is able to put the ball over the top, who is able to strike directly. And, you know, we actually do have a couple of graphics showcasing those four goals. Again, I, I we don't want to – listen, guys, we got to rip the bandit. It's just the fact of the matter. This is how we all get better. This is how we all get better. We kind of showed here. So if you're looking on screen, right, essentially starts with a throw-in out there on the right side. Um, you know, we're going to go into detail where we can because it is a bit of a, a messy graphic. But long story short, starts with a throw-in. That uh, four, that blue four in there, it's Krutzen trying to head the ball. But long story short – Ryzen doesn't close out, and Sacramento get a cross in, heads it in from pretty much point-blank range, as we saw. Again, it shows that there's a lot of passing sequences where, again, that ball comes in, not from really a super wide area, but from that kind of shallow cross outside of the penalty box, and that's just poor marking from Rising, not able to close them out. The second goal showing in there, right? It was just a pretty much uh, what, what Opta is going to show us here. It was pretty much just, you can't clear the ball. You see a couple touches in there. It even shows, hey, some rising players kind of sandwiched in there. Lost possession. And again, Manjoma not able to clear the ball. Um, you know, anyone from whether it's the goalkeeper, the defense, midfield, really just did not do a poor job. They did a poor job of controlling their box there. Go on to the third goal. And... You know, really within this one, it's just a direct, it's a direct attack, right? Rising is not able to clear the lines properly. This was the one where outside of the box, guy kind of falls down. Oh, let me pick myself back up, shoot it again, threw a couple bodies. Hey, goes in for the goal. It's 3-0. And again, this at this point, you're talking, what, three goals in a span of, I think it was probably 15 minutes or so. And it's already pretty grim. We move on to the fourth goal. <sighs> and this one was really a pretty devastating passing sequence where I think to me, Rising sometimes wins the possession game and it feels like, cool, you win the possession. It's a hollow stat. Possession is kind of nil and void. And this is one of those where if you look at the final entries, Sacramento absolutely dominated Rising. It's ones like this where, that cool, Sacramento can have the ball all they want, but it's really what they do in the final third. And that's exactly what they did. They broke Rising down. They go down the flanks where Rising has been exposed because they commit numbers forward. And it's 4-0 in a span of... Yeah, it's in the first half, but they score four goals in 23 minutes. That was brutal, man. Mm. Just a little mm. bit. Just mm. a little bit. It, it's Again, that's the thing. is, As we, we highlight all of those, you don't necessarily see moments of brilliance 
from Sacramento. That's not what you're seeing. You're not seeing a team that is overall, I think, outsmarting you or doing something that makes you you stop and think, oh, gosh, yeah, I mean, what what can you do? What can you do? No, that's not what you're seeing in those goals. Yeah. What you're seeing in the, those goals is just laps after laps after laps yeah. from Phoenix Rising. Bad decision-making, poor choices to commit to tackles in a, a way that they don't execute well at all. And it ultimately just results in that result, pretty much. There's not much more to it. It's, it's again, just very, 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 very sloppy. Um, and it, it feels like it's not a shock that this happens because we've yeah. seen it happen on a much smaller scale all season long, yeah. all season long. But normally it's just that it's one or two. In this case, everything went wrong and you concede four goals. I mean, it's... You know, I, I, I guess that's the thing is like we've seen bad score lines. You know, you even think to the second match of the season, they lose 3-0 to San Diego. And even though the score line, you're one, you know, it's a one goal difference. We came away with that thinking rising hard, you know, pretty hard undone. Yes, there was a bad error. But honestly, at times they even seem to be the better team. They very much took it to San Diego, had a couple chances. You think to this. And the progression that you hope to see during the season, and it's not only the scoreline's worse, the performance is undeniably abysmal compared to that second match of the season where, again, it takes a while to learn this Juan Guerra system. You think that at least there's going to be sharp, more sharpness in attack, closing it up on defense, not letting these simple, leaky passes and decisions go through. And yet we've seen this time and time again that this team continues to shoot themselves in the foot. Again, like to your point, they're not getting undone most of the time by, wow, brilliant attacking play. And, oh, my gosh, like, they just had their number and Rising was getting outclassed by talent. Time and time again, by these bad teams, and I'm not saying Sac's a bad team, but I'm, I'm, I'm painting the bigger illustration. Whether it is the goal against Vegas 1-0 at home where you fail to close out a guy who is 40 yards from your goal, deep cross in, or it's against Miami where you're whiffing on the ball and – you essentially led an, a Miami team who had no business being in that game score an early goal to the Colorado Springs match where it's a poor ball played, you know, out, out, out of your box into the middle and they're taking it and Colorado is in your own home turf and they're up 1-0 before halftime. It time and time again happens. And this was everything like that, but more. And you have this time coupled in there, which is a lack of urgency to push the team onward and to close down and that to me i just i don't really have anything to say for how that happens because it's a microcosm of what we've seen all season but just magnified at the absolute worst time against an opponent where unlike those other ones like a miami or a vegas where yeah you still lose but it's one nil whatever this is what happens when you play a good team and it all hits out ahead, man. Like, this was brutal like it's a freaking douse of cold water waking you up in moments like this yeah, there's, there's absolutely nothing that you can do in those moments, I think. Mm -hmm. The second half, you look at it, it was you could completely write off the second half. The game was done by halftime. You see a few changes made. I'm intrigued. I know I kind of touched on this yesterday. Um, I'm intrigued by certain various options, potentially, for what, what the choices on substitutions mean, perhaps, for yeah. 
the lineup that we'll see on Saturday. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know certain things such as, is Formella going to be playing? Yep. Is he going to be on the bench? We don't know elements like that at the moment. I will say this, when Michael says things like, who else do we even have for centre-backs? Um, it's a good question. Did Niall travel? The one question comes in. I haven't personally seen Niall done around. That doesn't mean he has or hasn't traveled. I can't guarantee you that one. But I will say that, broadly speaking, I've seen the people who've traveled and I haven't seen him. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I, I just thought the one thing to note is that Kev Lambert, of course, played as a defensive midfielder in that last game. He could Weird. be moved back into the center-back position, um, which would allow you to make a change in there. Um, there's going to be other changes as well, I would have thought. Michael making the point here, I think that Fede getting dragged off is his last chance. I'm intrigued. I don't know. It's undeniable now that Fede Varela has turned into a flop at this team, um, based on the hype that he came in with, based on the expectation that was there. He hasn't... He just hasn't performed to that level. Um, he still maybe has time to get to that level and yeah. if you allowed him to continue playing maybe he would get there if he had regular time i don't know i can't rub a crystal ball and tell you what he would or wouldn't do in that but the fact of the matter is is that on the performance so far that said again he hit the crossbar yesterday he yeah. had a goal called off for a very questionable handball previously yeah, I mean, one moment or so. But the problem yeah. now to me, and this is this is the problem now to me, is that you start asking the question of okay, but who's going in where, and would say a Darius Formella be ahead of him in the packing order? Yeah, and I think yes on form. <sighs> yeah, yeah, no, it's eh, you know, man, it, yeah, hard done off the crossbar. Tis what it is. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even want it, to. It's hard to even take that as a grain of salt of. Something like, hey, this is a redeeming, redeeming aspect of a player who is underwhelmed a bit. But I am curious. It's going to be an interesting question, right? Who traveled? Did Nile Dunn travel? Are other center backs traveling with the team? Something that does travel well is our friends at Circle K. Friends at Circle K, right? They travel everywhere, especially when you're fueling up, getting gas, when you're getting snacks, all of those great things. Because, hey, we love our friends at Circle K. They are America's thirst stop. They are your road trip destination. And it's exclusive. I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast before, but I'm going to do it now just for you guys. If you text PHNX to 31310, you're going to get not one, but wait, wait, hear me out, hear me out. You get two Polar Pops for the price of one. That's buy one, get one free. Again, text PHNX to 31310 for a buy one, get one free Polar Pop cool down where it's 114 degrees. Can all be like Owen, Mr. Fanspans over here. Sitting outside, six degrees, popping his pop a little Beautiful. polo outside. Beautiful. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, okay, cool, whatever. You, you know, whatever. It must be nice. Anyway, we can't all be like you, so we need to cool down with a nice, refreshing Circle K Polar Pop. Again, one more time. Text PHNX three one three one zero for a delicious Polar Pop. It pairs really well with a nice OGs. You know, actually, funny enough, the uh, CEO of OGs Brands, friend of the show. He was actually on the ASU show, did a little hot or not with our uh, Sun Devil friends, Mr. Anthony Totri and Shane Diefenbach. So I'll always love our friends at OGs supporting us. Everywhere here supporting me after a match like that last night. Absolutely brutal. But OGs, I mean, got through it. They have can help you get through it too if you're 21 years or older, of course, because they have the Indicas, the Sativas, they got the Pink Lemonade, Limited Edition, they got the 
uh, RSO. They got everything, man. It just does the works. OGs, not only do you support it because they're just, they're taste good. They're the best stuff in Arizona, but they are scratch made in Arizona. They're Arizona's own, man. Gotta love that. If you want to check out OGs for yourself, you can check them out on Instagram at OGs Brands and check them out online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a dispensary near you. Again, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. I will share one little nugget that OGs did send with us. If you are a diehard, Stay tuned because there's going to be a little uh, nice perk in there for you. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Uh, kind of shifting the focus from that match yesterday, which I now never want to talk about because we've now devoted two shows to it, uh, or at least a show and a third, which, again, more than enough. Let's never talk about it again. We shift our attention to Saturday's match against Monterey Bay. Owen? How is Monterey? And I'm not talking about you being outside because it must be nice. I will not hear that again. Well, but how is Monterey Bay the team, really the club? Nice. Okay, uh, stop the it. Team right now, the team right now have fallen off a cliff because we have a plane taking <laughs> off by the sound of things above me. Um, that's hopefully not a sign of things to come. And Monterey Bay, hopefully, are not taking off tomorrow. But they've fallen off a cliff after a relatively good start to the season. Yeah. Um, I think part of that is down to a lack of goal-scoring form from some people who definitely had a bit of a hand in it earlier. Doors and your Alex Dixon um, is definitely one of those people that you're looking at. You saw how he came right off the bat. He's got nine goals now on the season. And that's something that he's just fallen off a cliff ever since. Um, yeah after the, that early kind of spell. It's it's the odd goal here and there now, but it's a lot rarer than it was early doors. And so that's not helped. He's obviously not the only one that's, that's scoring goals or not scoring goals there now. I believe when you look at their last five, they've scored two goals. Um, when, you, when you're on that kind of goal-scoring form, you're not really helping yourself, are you? So I'm not entirely sure what to expect out of them tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, sorry. Um, Saturday. God, it's a busy week. I'm losing my days. Um, All blurs together. But I'm not really sure what to expect out of them because we we saw with Sacramento, these teams blow hot and cold quite a bit. And when it clicks, it just clicks. Yeah. Okay. And when 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 they find out what has been going wrong and they get or they get given an opportunity, sometimes with these teams, what you see is that someone will slip up. Someone will give them a goal early doors. And it's just the confidence at that point. Mm. It's the confidence to say, okay, yeah, we can do this again. We know what we're doing. And they go out there and they score another two or three goals. Um, and that's that's the concern really here is that Rising going to go into this, I think, under a good amount of pressure. Again, need we remind everyone, if you didn't watch or, or later on catch up with our post-game show from last <laughs> night, uh, the fact that, that Juan was describing Saturday's match now as a must-win must match. Win, that anything but a win will not be a good result for the club. Okay? There's pressure on these boys. There is pressure now on Rising. And if they can step up and play well under that pressure, it's it's a good sign. But again, I, I'm I'm uncertain, uncertain at this point. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Coach Juan Guerra did describe this Saturday's match as a must-win. That their performance they delivered yesterday was definitely not something that the fans can expect or that they should 
aspire to. So listen, he you told know, he told the team at halftime that yesterday was embarrassing. Oh, and he's not wrong. Um, I know li- no lies detected there. He's not wrong. He's not no. wrong. Um, I, I I just hope that we've seen elements of that message now. A couple of uh, people have tweeted things today. Um, we hope that that goes beyond just words on that front. Certainly, um, I think if you're a Rising fan, um, there's definitely. I think, well, look, when you, when you lose in the manner that you did yesterday of your Phoenix Rising, no, no professional player looks at that and doesn't, I think, realize yeah. just how poorly they performed. Um, it's about the reaction now from them. And part of that will come down to what team we see out there. We don't know sure. at the moment what team Rising is going to put out there. Yeah. Um, and by that, I mean literally the players. Um, yeah. Not how they show up, not that kind of a, yes. an approach to what team is right. out there, but literally who is on the field. Um, I don't know. I, I'm still, look, the last time they came here was a bit of a goal fest last season. Um, rising also hadn't had a penalty before coming up here and I believe they got two that night. So they did Aiden Quinn with the, with both those. Yeah. Yeah. And then Greg Hurst with a phenomenal goal. Really, That was Um, was a nice effort. And then didn't they, was that the one where they met, where they had a penalty at the death and then they missed, they missed it, right? Yes. Montgomery Bay missed the penalty at the death. Yeah, that's right. They finished a free old draw. Yes, that yeah. is that was crazy. That was a bit of a goal fest. Um, I mean, I'm curious, right? We we expect, right? We it would be a safe assumption in many areas that this team is probably going to have a good number of lineup changes and tactical tweaks, to say the least. I am curious, though. Going, you know, I'm Chad. I would love to hear your takes as well. When you hear your head coach saying this is a must win, you're declaring that you're putting it out publicly. It's not just. Oh yeah, talk, you know, yeah, cool. You know, maybe those messages in turn are like, no, you have said that externally. That was on our post game show last night. Do you believe that is a motivating factor given this circumstance and the situation? Or do you think this is something that maybe might hinder the team based on the pressure getting ratcheted up a bit? Yeah. So we, we spoke about this earlier, didn't we, Max, between the two of us? A little us. bit off air, yeah. I think it's it's something that to me these boys are professionals. I think mm. that they'll be able to go out there and before the game, it's not going to have a negative impact on them. Now, if they were to go down one goal, two goals, mm. does that then start <sighs> to have an impact? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then broadly speaking as well, as you look at things, um, if you were to talk about after the game even, and then you yeah. get into things such as, you know, the, the question marks over... If they don't get the results some, uh, on Saturday, how does that impact them then? Yeah. Um, knowing Gosh. the stakes that we're oh, at. Oh, dear gosh. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, right? This is a, a must-win game in the sense of momentum and in terms of confidence. But if this team can't get a result tomorrow... Oh, I keep saying tomorrow, it's Saturday. I'm really <laughs> losing my days of the week here. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... um. If they can't get the result on Saturday in a must-win game that's kind of being... It's being put out there as a must-win game, but the real must-win games are going to come in in September and October. How are they going to fare in those games? Yeah, Because on those games, uh... it's no longer a question of for our own confidence, for our own form, to get some momentum going. It's no longer a question of those things. Come September, come October, those are going to be games whereby... You, you have to win not just to to have all of those elements, but you have to win to 
even get into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, again, I'm not trying to be all negative Nelly over here, but uh, you don't want a little deja vu from last year. Also, by the way, not to be negative, everyone in the chat, like this, like us, like this freaking video. Come on. I see, I see you guys in the chat. Help us out. Throw us a nice like. You know, Monterey Bay, we talk about Rising not being in great form. Fun fact, Monterey won every match in June. But you know what happened since then? Not great, not man. They lost four out of five. You, this is literally off a cliff. That's not ideal. And then so, they drew the other game, yeah. They did. So no wins in their last five. Again, lost four or five of them, the other one being a draw. If you're rising, man, if you're going to have a bounce back game, a must win, like, okay, good thing you're not playing a poor team. But, I mean, going back to your point, if you cannot get a result, I mean, again, I say if you can't even get a win in this in this match against a team like this, who's only sits, what, one place above you in the table and in the poor run of form they're having, Oh man, oh man, that that it, it, we're cooking and not in the good way. It's uh, it's getting a little hot in here if that's the case. But we'll see. You know, we got to ask this, and this might be the hardest and the weirdest one to predict. Knowing how poorly Rising played, knowing what they're up against, knowing the proclamation that Juan Guerra put out, Mister Owen Evans, and the chat as well. I need a score prediction. It's tough to pick one. It really is because, again, I don't know what Phoenix Rising team we're going to see. I don't know what Monterey Bay team we're going to see. However, I think the skid will come to an end on Saturday. I think that Rising will be able to get a result, and I'm going to say they're going to win 2-1. I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I do get the feeling that after a result as bad as we saw on Wednesday this team will have a little bit of a bounce back. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call to rising squad. It's a wake-up call to those players that something needs to something needs to change in there. And sometimes, after a very bad result like that, you mm-hmm. can get a little bounce sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Look, I, I mean, Michael, I'm guessing the 2-1, he's probably saying to rising. Um, Reese says 1-0. Uh, Bandidos, Bluebird saying 1-0 to Monterey Bay and have a sloppy defensive pass. I I mean, yeah, they've been sloppy all season. I'm not sure I'm expecting a change in that department at this stage. Um, But yeah, I think they'll they'll just about grind it out. It won't be pretty. It won't be particularly inspiring. But at the end of the day, three points is three points. Okay. Okay. All right, you got a win. You so you have a win for Rising. I I also I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm I'm going off a, a hope, a wing and a prayer, as uh, some artist said one time. Um, yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going two one. I like Mikey's prediction. Um, I think it's gonna be a sloppy game. I think the thing about Monterey Bay that we can't forget is even though they're in very poor form, they are the perfect textbook of a team who can strike quickly, seemingly out of nowhere. They absolutely love. To live on that counter, to counterattack all that jazz. So I will. I'll take two one. I'll echo Mikey. Um, I don't even know who the goal scorers is. That's the thing. Like this team is has gone very, very hot or cold. I don't even know where the attack is coming from. Sort of the times. And I, again, that's the thing. We can't keep on leaving it. And I say we as as in you know rising. We can't rising can't keep leaving it to these last oh yeah we'll, we'll wake up about to use that sunday league golden yeah oh you know game. yeah you know you know I, I, call, don't worry you know i scored the same amount of goals that rising did yesterday huh. but uh yeah you know it's it's something where they can't leave it to the end in the second half that they seemingly done they really have to 
if not bag one in the first half for me to get this win, to make that 2-1 come, come true, they have to be peppering the net. It's something that they really haven't done in quite a while. Like, think about this. Their last win was the 6-0 drubbing against Memphis. That feels ages ago. That feels ages, That feels absolutely ages ago. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I think they need to absolutely pepper them early, put them under, because, again, Monterey Bay, this team, seen them before, then grow in confidence. Don't don't let the poor run of form sh- prove it to you. Like this team can get going, Ryzen can get going as well. But they got to see some stuff happen. We're gonna see what does get me going. It's friends of Four Peaks. Friends of Four Peaks absolutely gets me going. Many beers purchased last night were Four Peaks, of course. I mean, duh. What else am I gonna be buying? Friends of Four Peaks, that got all the delicious beers, the wows, the kilts, the hazies, everything like that. I'm feeling a little bit hazy after two beers. Uh, consumed last night not gonna lie it's been a time kind of a tough day we're actually rocking a little bit of a headache i'm actually a champion uh you know uh, no big deal just uh you know right right here i'm, I'm storming th- i'm a i'm actually i'm absolutely i'm absolutely <laughs> i'm absolutely going through it and i'm doing the best i can um but hey thanks to our friends at four peaks um for supporting us after a tough showing right whether you're drinking out of uh out of celebration or commiseration four peaks has you there check them out on instagram at four peaks brew and at four peaks pub and of course, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Uh, PH next part. Wow, what a very nice thing. Max is so strong. 100%. Appreciate that. Also very strong. Sure that's not sarcasm there, Max. No. Yeah, I mean, text isn't sarcastic. It's pretty kind dry. Our brave hung over here. See, thank you. That's not sarcastic at all. It's just straight up as it is. No, uh, you know what else is strong is the effort put in by Valley Taproom last night. We really do got to shout out our friends at Valley Taproom. Not one, but two watch parties. Fun USA-Netherlands match. Wow, Lindsay Horan really, really uh, came back and kind of took it to them. Let's go, let's go, okay, let's go, Emma. Okay, I let's haven't go. been able come to, on. I haven't been able to talk about come this on, game. Baby. Can I please yes, talk about let's it? Let's go! Holy shit! Wait, finish your ad read and then we'll get into it. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, Lindsay Horan absolutely um, responded after that Dutch player shoving her and everything like that. Boom, scores a header. Kind of wish Rising kind of came back with that bounce back effort. Wasn't meant to be, but our friends at Valley Tap Room. They made it all worth it, right? Very fun atmosphere. Appreciate everyone coming out. Had a lot of supporters out there, a lot of diehards, everyone like that. Made it for a fun atmosphere. Again, again, multiple beers were purchased by your boy. It happens if you guys go to Valley Taproom. When you join us on these occasions, got to sign up. It was free sign up. Thank you to Valley Taproom for hosting us. Thank you to four people. Again, if they go to Valley Taproom, you just said it happens. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're not claiming that. Um, thank you to our friends at Valley Taproom. Also, Four Peaks was there also giving uh, some samples. So thank you, Valley Taproom, Four Peaks, everyone like that. Again, check out Valley Taproom on Instagram at Valley Taproom. Uh, they're doing a, uh, what's it called? A beer pong tournament this weekend. So on Saturday, a little bit before the match, nice place to check it out. Check them out on Instagram at Valley Taproom. And of course, check them out in person off the 202 and Gilbert. Always a fun time there. Miss Emma Clark. Okay. Holy shit. That game. First of all, I just, I mainly want to talk about Lindsay Horan and like the comeback that Queen. she had. Queen. Because not only okay, I think that was a dirty play. I'm what did you guys say? On uh oh uh, the, the, the initial foul? The initial foul from behind. I, I think I think Can it was I, a, I yeah. think it was a low, low ball play. It was it, it, it looked like she was going for the tackle, yes. Yeah. But I do think that. It was, it was, it was, to me, it was a tactical foul that the way and the force that she came into, like, listen, 
adrenaline kicks over it's gonna yeah. happen but like dude she kind of went for her knee a bit yeah. like it, like, yeah. it, like like it's clean and it's fair but like a bit of dirtiness right. you know right. yeah, yeah, yeah and when we saw the replay we saw that she did go for her knee a little bit yeah and it and also it's a tricky situation because they play for the same club team they play for the same club team so for Lindsay Horan to then talk her shit. Yeah, she did. Before that corner kick. Mm -hmm. Talk her motherfucking shit. Let's go. Yeah. And then come back and score. Dude, Are we freaking, fucking kidding dude, me? That was, Turn me up. Inject wild. it into my veins. Dude, that was freaking. It was freaking awesome, right? De Devin put in the chat. Max bet one. I literally bet the draw. Um, it, it was crazy, right? I mean, like, like if, if you guys go to phnx underscore underscore rise and you sift through all the all the sad tweets um, over the, you know, during the rising match. And you take a look at the selfie video that was posted. I literally started recording right as Lindsay, as that corner kick was lined up and I'm selfieing it. And I'm like, wait, I just have a good feeling about this. I was talking to Charles, I was talking to Albert. I'm like, I feel like we're like, this is going to go in. We have a good feeling. And sure as shit, Lindsay ran heads that in. I'm literally selfieing. Thomas just hitting him up. We're freaking chest bumping. Everything like that it was awesome. Electric it was, moment. It Electric. Was beautiful. Yeah. And you know who, you know who it reminded me of? Who's that? Abby Wambach. Ooh, it was very Abby Wambach. Give me those vibes. 100%. I do agree with Michael, Michael Vladko out. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting checking out the World Cup angle, seeing how everything progresses. I know we have the Women's World Cup pool that we got going. Listen, knockout rounds next week. It's uh, it's going to be here before we know it. Pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Owen, you catch any uh, Women's World Cup action? Max, I've been like on the road constantly. Oh I had to get up dude, as well. This, for this guy, like, this guy's a freaking bummer. Dude. You know what I'm hearing? If I, had, Owen? if I had time, I would have happily. Owen. Sat down oh, but you, oh, okay. you know what I hear? Oh, okay. I hear excuses. Oh, okay. I'm just hearing excuses. Oh, but you can watch Oppenheimer for three hours. Oh, yeah, I don't have the time. Yeah. All right, give me give me a Women's World Cup game that kicks off at noon Sacramento time. Oh, I'm so sorry. Do you know replay they didn't exist out there? When I'm mm. looking. Mm. Boo this man, everyone in the chat. Boo this man. But no, it's gonna be interesting. See Boo how the world. This man, Max, you're jumping around celebrating a draw. I thought you guys were amazing. Oh, here we you go. Know? Here we go. Yeah, land the plane. The fact that they remain, remain with a record over the past 12 months against the Netherlands in World Cups of lost one, drawn one. Anyway, moving on swiftly, Women's World Cup action is going to be very fascinating to follow. Again, knockout stage is going to be here next week before we know it. And rumor has it, I'm not confirming anything, but... um, He's buying beers. Well, no, that's not the rumor, but I hear there might, might be some special guests that coming in. I'm not going to confirm because we're still looking for confirmation, but... That's all I'm going to leave you with, a little cliffhanger, a little, little tease, if you will. But something that's not tease is looking at the USL slate. Rising was not the only match to kick off yesterday. Pittsburgh Rare Hounds won. Indy 11-3, Aiden Quinn with an absolutely audacious freaking chip from center circle, from midway line. That was crazy. And not only that, I think I saw on a graphic they posted, he moves into what sole position of most minutes played in the USL championship in their history. That's pretty crazy. Indeed, indeed, he does. It's it's a real achievement, right? It really was. So that was a hell of a goal. Absolutely, I think beautiful. just staying party, uh, staying power. Sorry, over the um, staying power over the, in this league. The fact that he's been so pivotal for quite a few teams. He was a big player for Rising as well. Yeah. And, um, in his time here, now of course he had his struggles last year, but everyone had their struggles on this team. Oh, last year. certainly. So no, that's I... not a yeah. That's not a question. Yeah, it's look. He, he's. He's definitely continuing to prove his worth. Um, 
up there. And it's an interesting one because they were 3-0 up in that game. It was a very late goal back yeah. for Pittsburgh in that match. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, and I mean, unless you go about Aiden Quinn, very much a, he's a team player, very much has helped this that indie team play. Dare I say he has been aiding them onward, play a little bit better. There right, we go. The there we go. Other match out there. Oakland Roots 1-0 at home against Las Vegas Lights. Um, yeah, Roots grinding out some results here and there. But kind of turns it to the weekend slate, Mr. Owen. We have a ton of matches. Which are striking your eye other than, you know, this little 7 o'clock match between Monterey Bay and Phoenix Rising? Ooh. Pittsburgh-Memphis is interesting to me. Okay. Memphis Chaos game. such a weird Chaos team. Game. Um, really struggled a lot. Pittsburgh coming off a loss um, in midweek. I'm intrigued to see what happens there. Looking at some of the others, what have we got? Loose City and Indy 11, two teams that, again, very weird, very weird this yeah. season. Loose City especially very weird. Indy started poorly. They've gotten a few results more recently. Um, yeah. So that one's intriguing to me. Of course, Oakland-Detroit has always got a little bit of an edge. It's the uh, Battle of the Ex-Nisa clubs. Um yeah. So that'll be interesting to see as well. And Sunday. There is a Sunday game this weekend. Oh, and yeah. it will be San Diego Loyal. It's Colorado Spring Switchbacks. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We'll see, man. See, man, pretty crazy. A lot of games on the slate. The USL schedule never, ever stops. What else never stops? Our diehards. Want to shout out our diehards. Everyone in the chat, everyone who was there yesterday, right? A lot of diehards in there. We appreciate you guys. Really do. Really the uh, the engine behind what we do here. So if you want to become a diehard, again, it's pretty freaking sweet. You get a free shoe t-shirt upon signing up. You get a t-shirt every year. You are a diehard. You get 20% off events, 20% off merch. You get exclusive events. You get extra raffles when we do World, World Cup pool draws. And you're thinking, wait, World Cup only comes around every four years? Well, we're not going to do this because it was fun as heck. We're going to do this for other tournaments, maybe Copa, all these different types of things. Become a diehard. It is absolutely certainly worth it. I hear Owen will buy you beers when you become a diehard. All this stuff. So Keep if you changing got, these, it's, it's, he will. Max no, will. If you want to become, when you you know, we know Max you guys want to become a diehard. Sure. Become a diehard when you go to phnxlocker.com. Again, that's phnxlocker.com. Super fun time. Again, thank you everyone, our diehards. We're powering what we do. Owen, you're not powering what what I do. I power what you do. Anything else uh, you want to shout out to the people before we go? Look at that face. Look at that face. Max this man's glowing. Beers. Get no, out of here. I think, Saturday's, I think Saturday's game is going to be a, a really interesting one that will tell us a lot about this team and what we should expect to see in the run-in. True. If they bounce back, good sign. That's true. If they look limp yet again, yeah. it's going to be another rough and stressful end to the season. Ah... <sighs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Appreciate everyone joining us here on the PH Next Rising podcast. As always, you guys know where to find us. All of that fun jazz. I'm going to say it anyway, though. Be at PH Next underscore underscore rising on Twitter because double the underscore. Well, the beers Max will buy you. Anyway, no, you can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. And, uh, you know, of course, you guys know that we are going to be here for post-game Right after Saturday's match. Gosh, I really freaking hope it's going to be for a much more upbeat scenario. But uh, yeah, you guys know we are already going to be there doing the thing. Oh, by the way, of course, you can follow Miss Producer Emma at Emma and Clark on Twitter. Got you there, homie. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a fun time. We really hope it's going to be a rousing victory. But whether it's 
whether it's always a, a good match, a tough match, whatever. Thank you guys for always supporting us. It really means a lot. It is the beautiful game. It is so much more beautiful. When your team cannot get blown out 4-0 tonight, that's a fact. We'll see you guys on Saturday.